0: Hello and welcome to a Better Than Ever episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. On today's show, we have Jeff Mills of Mills Drywall and Home Improvement. We discuss his adventures using the semi-automatic tools. We discuss price points, covering popcorn ceiling, also a giant plaster job he got his hands into
1: so you would kind of fluff it out like that even surface wet and then would, could,
0: like wet sanding uh, wet floating stucco
1: yes so as the lime plaster as, there, as it's drying you're just kind of you're distressing it or just kind of floating it out evenly so that's coat number one so now coat number two we went in with a, a great a sprayer and we would spray water So you'd wet the wall and then you go and you apply the plaster, but you would do it in just like random motions because you want to get all these different patterns. You don't want it to look, you know, you don't want it to look even or have lines, straight lines. You want it to be all just, you know, this and that. And then you'd go back and you sponge it again.
0: Jeff's experienced many different aspects of the construction industry and we have a great time exploring that I'm excited to announce our sponsor for the months of March and April can-am tools can-am has been a supporter of the drywall podcast and fresco harmony for a long time and I appreciate them for that also can-am tools is celebrating 50 years of excellence as the original and leading inventor of the semi-automatic drywall finishing tool for the months of march and april you have a chance to get your hands on these tools at a discounted price if you go to canamtools.com and enter promo code tdp15 also be sure to look out for my interview with wolfgang coming at the end of march early april Uh, that is going to be a good one The Drywall Podcast is also brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Now available at csrbuilding.com. Also, guests of the podcast will receive a swag bucket from CSR. But for now, Jeff Mills. And then uh, we have... Jeff Mills with Mills Drywall out of Ellington, Connecticut. <laughs> See, doesn't that, doesn't that sound doesn't that introduction sound better?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Ellington. Uh Wellington, Wellington, Ellington. I don't know. I was trying to think of something funny, but yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm rolling a little slow today too. We'll have to get warmed up.
1: Yeah, no, no worries, man. I definitely could use a warm up. It's been a long day.
0: It's been a long day. Did you work today?
1: Yes. So got got home at two o'clock in the morning. Woke oh yeah. Up. Drove home Bush. from Boston. Got Bush. Yeah, Bush and Candlebox.
0: Bush and Candlebox. You know, I'm kind of a closet Candlebox uh, like guy. You know, it's like one of those bands you don't really want to admit, but they're good.
1: Yeah. No, like, they were honestly. I've never really you know paid too much attention to them, but oh, course, they're good. It, Oh, it was amazing. I was, I was yeah. shocked. You know, he's been doing it for 30 years and his voice was like stellar. So
0: yeah, they're nineties, man. That's like full nineties. Uh, I saw Bush at the Rose garden in Portland a long time ago, probably in late nineties.
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely a good time, but yeah. Got home at nine o'clock from Boston this morning. I was in the van at the job site at 10 Worked till one job till 1230, then off till three. And then yeah, got some work in.
0: You're gonna sleep good tonight.
1: Maybe. Probably. I don't know. I got a busy day tomorrow too, every day. So <laughs>
0: how far was that drive over there?
1: Um two and a half hours. Two hours okay. uh, about two to two and a half hours. We're yeah, about there from Boston. We had a little bit of traffic. There's always traffic, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um uh my cousin is up there. Um would they had a wedding in Boston maybe about a year ago. My wife and I were out in Boston.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, my my sister-in-law who lives up there, she's a wedding planner. So Um, that's all our clientele. She actually lives on Nahant, which is like 30 minutes kind of north of Boston. It's like a little island. Yeah, kind of a surf community, but definitely a cool area up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was impressed with the city of Boston. You know, pretty cool. Um, So what are we going to talk about? How old are you? You seem young.
1: Uh, 38,
0: 38 You're older than you got a baby face. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I just trimmed it up last night before the show. So that's probably why. Okay.
0: Yeah. I should have trimmed mine maybe a little bit, but you know, what are you going to do? I'm 46.
1: Okay. All right. I
0: got, got you by eight years. And how long have you been in the trade?
1: Uh, no, let's here. November of 'o three. So about nine, eight, 19 years. Give, oh, while.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. How, how'd you get, how'd you get into drywall?
1: Uh, started dating my wife when she, I was, she was 15. I was 17 and her father did drywall and I had a seasonal job working at a golf course. And that kind of, kind of came to the end, of uh, like, you know, fallish and then November, um, he's like, Hey, you want to help me out? And I went and actually helped him out, helped his, his brother was actually, his brother was taping for him as a sub. Okay. And, he th- threw me on a Porter cable power sander, and that was day one on the job site. And it went from Porter cable power sander to hand taping some closets in the basement to just, uh, you know, the t- transition into just everything. So,
0: I mean, th- those early days of sand, and when you're like, F this, I'm going back to the beautiful golf course and like watering lawns and stuff.
1: Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, sanding wasn't ideal and right. sleeping, like, and you don't know what you're doing. It is very frustrating because like, you know, all the eyes are on you and you're like, I don't have no idea what I'm doing. And I, you know, definitely showed me the roast, but I also did definitely had to learn a lot of stuff on my own and my own techniques, tricks, you know, different, you know, ways of, you know, using, because I started with the compound applicator as well. Um, Better than ever. That was the initial one. And then it went to you know Columbia. Um, wait, wait. There's
0: a there's a, a tool. There's a company called Better Than Ever.
1: Yeah, I, I believe they were the original compound tube makers. I could be. I'm probably no. be wrong, be wrong, but Better Than Ever. Yeah, we. Uh, they were white tubes. And,
0: and what a cheesy name too.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone <laughs> another larger. I mean, yeah, you kind of just showbo and you're like, I'm better than any other tool, but
0: better than ever look at this compound tube it's be- now mud is better than ever
1: yeah so i've been doing that for 19 <laughs> years and now i finally got my first corner flusher so we'll see how that goes but my technique of using a corner flusher might be kind of a different technique than other people my okay i plan to use it with durabond so. Okay.
0: I think Columbia just made a video about the Flusher versus the Glazer. I, I was asking somebody else on a different podcast. Like, I always just used a Glazer corner uh, box, um, you know, w- but they said, like, the, they said, oh, we got a caller coming in. We got a caller. Should yeah. we let him?
1: <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's we'll
0: money. let him, we'll right let him go. We'll let him go. You
1: know, See, you, you should be on the podcast, too.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm going to start doing? You know what I'm going to start doing, too, is uh, when people call, like, don't don't tell anybody you're going to be on the pod. When they call, you answer it and put it up so that we can, like, say hi and be like, what do you need, oh, yeah. man? You know? I, and my, we-
1: my buddy who's calling me right now, I just had him help me last Saturday. He's never touched drywall in his life. So I got okay. to the festival uh, play next to Sander. And so okay. I'm like, here, I threw it at him and like, here you go. Figure it out, dude. And he did great. <laughs> I just had him sand down the second coat so I could finish coat just to get some practice in. And then some with this, some 220 grit, he, I said, go downstairs, uh, finish finish sand this whole entire room. And I walked away. And he didn't honestly, fuzz
0: up. He didn't fuzz up the paper or nothing.
1: Uh, well, that's why I had him start upstairs with like a mediocre 220 grit. So by okay. the time he got sand that down, it was pretty worn down. So he couldn't really do too much damage if he held okay. it in one spot too long. And with yeah. the new sander, it's got that light ring. So you can Smart. literally see every little thing. So what's
0: that run? That's like a $2,000 sander, right?
1: Oh, that one is 1700 by itself. Okay. Um, I, I couldn't get it last year cause of COVID and shipping delays. So okay. I ended up last January, I got the AC 36 with the fixed, um, pulsing or the fixed festival sander, not okay. the one that breaks down. Um, cause my one I had before I had the original plane X and I got to send it out to get fixed. So okay. I've been slowly transitioning and whatever, but yeah. So yeah, it's about 20, I think it's like 2,400 bucks for the whole setup. But Honestly, it's, it's amazing. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, you started with a power sander. I didn't realize power sanders went back to 03. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I was just using the pole you know, yeah, they give
1: well, you a... actually, like what we were doing with the power center other than sanding was we were, we were, you know, my father-in-law, he would go and he would spray master hide on as a, as a primer for the entire house. And then we'd go back with a hundred grit on it and sand it down. So it was like smooth as glass. Okay. So kind of like, maybe kind of similar to a, today's level five finish with some of the mark five sprayers. Okay. Um, I don't see much of that on my end, but that's more in like the kind of the commercial world around here. All right.
0: And that you were with, uh, what was the name of that company?
1: Well, my father-in-law's company was just DuPont drywall. Okay. But that was essentially him and subs so basically the way I run myself. It's just, I do, I, I do all the finish work and I have a crew of subs that hang for me, but he had taping subs and hanging. Um, so I, I was with him for like eight years.
0: And you do, you, you guys don't do any texture over there.
1: Um, we had popcorn texture initially when we first start, when I first started, um, gradually over the time, you know, that got phased out. Uh, so pretty much everything around here is smooth. I would say the last texture ceiling job that was new construction was maybe five years ago. So I haven't seen it since, you know, okay. some people you know, will pat try to patch it in, you know, here and there. I just tell them like, I don't, we don't do that. We're just going to take it all the way down and smooth it out. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. And how did you hear about um, the? How did you hear about the Drywall Podcast? Was it the Drywall uh, Podcast or was it the Fresco Harmony first? How did how did you find out about me?
1: I think initially I found out about you on Instagram.
0: Okay, so that's right.
1: That started out the Fresco Harmony. Okay, um, but then I'm to be honest, I kind of fell into the Drywall Podcast like last end of last year. Um, and I'm not sure, sh- I, I I, don't know. Like, I listen to podcasts all day, like, I work oh, okay. pretty much 99% of the time. All right, so I have my AirPods in all day and I listen to all sorts of different podcasts all over the place. When and you're so- not
0: listening to Bush and Candlebox on yeah, repeat,
1: exactly <laughs> great, exactly. greatest hits. Well, you know what? I, I listen to <laughs> information when I'm at work, but um, when I'm working at home, I listen to music. I don't know uh, why. Okay. It's kind of like, I feel like I'm learning when I'm at work because I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm taping, I'm here, I'm in the zone. I'm just kind of smart because I, you know, it's just going through the motions, just doing the yeah. same thing. every day. And that's why I try to bring some information through my ears. The smart.
0: Uh, I, yeah. I drive around a lot. Cause like my guys on the job, checking out jobs, I'm picking up materials. I'm doing this and that I was in the, you know, it, you're probably the same way. I was in the truck for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours this morning, you know, alone, I listened to the entire last half of a podcast. Now that I'm doing a podcast, I listen to the old podcast. I sort of critique myself, which is another weird aspect of podcasting, but, uh, you know, I'll listen to the, try to listen to the podcast subjectively and listen to what, you know, I'm seeing likes or, you know, like little ticks. We have like ticks and things I'm trying to like weed out or okay. how i'm asking the question or wh- if i'm talking over somebody too much or letting them talk you know um it's weird
1: <laughs> yeah well I'm, yeah definitely i mean talking to people every day like i've never done anything like this so i'm already like initially i was nervous But i'm like i'm just so like no it's cool I talk to everybody. i'm like four like two three four jobs a day sometimes and i'm talking to customers clients contractors yeah. builders even last night at the concert, my wife and sister-in-law got up and went to grab a drink and I'm sitting there and I just was like, I looked over at the people next to me. Like, Hey, what's going on guys? Just started yeah. talking. Well. Like, yeah.
0: You seem like a pretty nice guy. Um, oh,
1: you. Tell my wife cool.
0: That. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell my wife the same thing.
1: Okay. All right. All right. We'll We're trade. Gonna...
0: We'll trade. Yeah fair <laughs> um yeah so so that's so that's interesting So at the beginning of the year you st- you stumbled upon the drywall podcast and did you just start diving into episodes or yeah. have you listened to a couple or
1: yeah I mean honestly yeah I've listened to uh, I want to say like six to eight podcasts okay. But- then again like I also don't retain information as much with the podcast just because I listen to so much content that it's like yeah I can only handle you know holding on to so much but um you know definitely I like to I like to hear the different techniques you know all around the country you know oh, yeah. different different styles of businesses pricing strategies like just yeah. every little aspect cuz once you learn every little aspect like all over the country in different parts you can kind of incorporate into your own business yeah. model how you go about doing things and whether it'll benefit you or whatever, or just kind of you know help you out. Yeah, you know. It's you interesting
0: know, you throwing your buddy to the wolves with the sander like out of the gate. Um, you know, there's a little bit there, but also remodel work talking about uh, you know, Mudman Dan. Um there's a couple people that I've had on that do specifically that. They make money doing like just patching, you know. They're yeah. like just patch guys, you know, or they match texture, whatever. Um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of interesting to me.
1: Now, you have guys that kind of specifically patch guys, or will they do like big jobs as well, or are they focus on one or the other?
0: All kinds. I mean, you know, you seem like more remodel orientated, but you would probably do a new construction project. It looks like you've got a little remodel going on behind you there.
1: Yeah, this is the two-year finished basement project.
0: <laughs> so, dude, come on, man. All you got to do is, you know, it's like always the the drywaller's house that needs like you got like <laughs> exposed studs. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, no. This uh well, this has been a two-year project and it just it's getting a little out of hand cuz it started with the framing and now I'm wiring the whole thing with speakers and like, of just, course. Yeah. It's like every, I'm like, I just enjoy, I enjoy construction by itself. Like, okay. I don't know if it was like when I was like younger in an apartment watching too much HGTV and like, but I actually do, it's a passion project for me. Like the drywall, the day to day, like, you know, I like that. I do that every day, but like, when it comes to other avenues of construction, I like to get my hands a little dirty and try to figure stuff out.
0: Okay, all
1: right. But it, I so- it also helps me with the drywall aspect because I'm looking at the trade before, I'm looking at the trade after, I'm trying to find, you know, make sure that, you know, even coming down to sucking, you know, after I'm done sanding a house, going around with the vacuum, vacuuming everything up, sucking out all the dust out of the outlets, so that way the electrician's not pissed off at me. Yeah. You know, you know, try to work together. You know, you enjoy
0: you enjoy taking pride in your work and doing a good job. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, part of it. Well, I
1: think, I mean, lately it's like there's a lot of guys out there just running through the motions, and like, you know, I'm getting a lot of new like contractors calling me based on they're not happy with their previous guy because they're like, yeah, if they're focused on the big jobs and the money makers, and the smaller jobs are standing by the wayside. And they're just not taking the time or the, you know, or what it takes to get perform a good job or a good product on a small job.
0: But don't you make just as much money doing the small jobs? It's like, you know, you're yeah. Maybe you have to run around a little more, but you you probably make a premium. You charge a little more for the smaller stuff.
1: uh, I'm consistently around the same number, every aspect, uh, like everywhere. So I kind of, I'm more, I'm not like really by the square foot. I'm more okay. like with the prices of material and the jobs and like, like I'm not like I did a couple 250 sheet houses at the end of last year where it's like, all right, 250 sheets, you know, it is what it is. But like you, you it's, it's all new constructions, new framing. Yeah. You know, when I'm doing renovation, I'm patch and match. I'm doing 40 sheets here, 10 sheets over here, patch, tie this in, skim out this. So like, I kind of just go labor and, you know, I do my labor price and then margin on material, a little margin on material and, you know, kind of margin on labor as well, in case I run into a situation where I physically can't touch the job and I have to subcontract the whole job out. That way okay. still, I have some money coming in a little bit still, so I can, you know, yeah. make it work for me.
0: Interesting. And you just have the one guy, how many employees do you have?
1: I have zero employee full-time employees. I yeah. have two to three different <clears throat> hanging crews that hang for me. And then I do all the finish work myself, everything. Um, and then once in a while, I'll get a, you know, I know a bunch of tapers, but pretty much everyone out here, everyone is either union, working for a larger company, or owner operator. So there's not too many finish subs as much anymore around here. You're a scab. So You're just a scab. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dude, it's, it's tough to get help. Like every, you know, it's tough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: For the smaller renovation jobs. It's, you know, it's just do it yourself. Kind of.
0: So you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to hire my buddy maybe and throw him to the wolves and see how he does.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I'm just like, you know, uh, he's got to figure it out and I'm like, I need help. So, I mean, he's just running a power sander over the walls and this and that. I mean, yeah, you're looking and there's technique to it, but at the same time, when I'm using that power sander, I'm just moving it in a certain direction, and it's you know, with the 220 grit, it's just sanding it down just a little bit. So I mean, almost anybody could do that. And sure. once you get done doing that, what I do is I go back, I I pull sand the corners, both sides. I have my paper set up with a sponge sandpaper. I think it's from, I think it's from CSR actually. I got it through Amazon. Okay. But, um, circle, but I think it's circle brand. Um, okay. And sponge back paper. For the pull sander. So I cut that down. I pull sand both my corners. And what's, I go back.
0: what's sponge back paper?
1: So if you'd use a traditional pull sander and you throw it in a corner, I've usually finished with all plus three, which is super light. Yeah. So if you go back and you use a pull sander, you're going to end up using leaving a ridge where okay. that edge of the pole sander is. Yeah. So with that sponge back paper, you're not getting that ridge. So okay. it basically cleans up the corners enough to the point where I can just run through it with a light and a block and a sanding block at the very end just to check all my work, make sure everything's perfect. Have you tried out the spy sponge? I have not. <laughs> I just
0: interviewed Jake Creeley with the spy sponge.
1: Okay, all right. Cool guy,
0: cool guy. He's up in your area. Is
1: he? All right, yeah. I'm going to have to check yeah. that out because I mean, any new sponges, I mean, sponges <laughs> have kind of been the same for, I mean, I don't know how many years, you know? <laughs> i yeah
0: yeah i don't want to bash any but my guy jack just tried him out he what he didn't have favorable but we don't what we do is a little different than you know sanding the fresco is a little bit different than sanding like a you know you know uh, really spot sanding on a large area you know level four level five that's a little bit different i would be curious but he holds two he holds two sanding sponges you know um it's interesting. A very cool story, though.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely have to check that one out now.
0: He's got like eighty some guys that works for the. Really? That work for him. Yeah, he's got a huge company.
1: That's see, I I don't know. It's the the large company thing. I feel like I struggle with that. The concept <laughs> yeah. Of, to be honest, I mean, I've worked with so many different like contractors over the years. Guys that are solo. Guys that have payroll employees. Yeah feel like a lot of the, you know, a lot, there's a lot of guys milking the clock. A lot of guys just talking shop, not really getting much production done. And that's just, that's just scared me so much. Just the waste aspect. So that's why I just like, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's different. And then he does commercial, you know, he's got a lot of irons in the pot. It's pretty interesting. Very busy, real smart. You could tell he's a super smart guy, but, uh, the spy sponge is pretty cool they're like yeah. bored out they're bored out like holes like so oh, really? so the sponge is still in the holes like you okay. and then when you put a light in you can put one two or three little lights they're about this big and you know some people want less light some people want more light and then they're on a rechargeable battery okay and then you uh you know you do your sanding and you've got like it illuminates ahead of you where you're standing okay, so
1: it's cool. similar to the festival with the light ring
0: yeah 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 and you but you probably you probably like that light ring huh
1: i do yes it literally shows you every single thing like you it, it shows everything like above yeah. and beyond everything to the point where it's like a little overkill but it ultimately makes sure that you do the best job possible you know right
0: right yeah um
1: my wife's uncle, who I started, like I said, that story of initial starting the drywall um, with the Porter cable and start taping. My wife's uncle just actually came out with a pole sander in Canada. Um, I'm not sure if he brought it to market, but he, he had it created, had molds, had it all done up. And oh, that wow. was a pole sander with a light ring, and it actually had like a Milwaukee M12 battery that you would plug in the bottom of the handle. Um,
0: Interesting. And that, and yeah,
1: I don't know if he's got it to market. I'm not sure. I haven't seen them in a year or so.
0: I mean, bringing any product to market is uh, really hard. And then, and then not just bringing it to market, but, you know, then you got to deal with sales and
1: you got to sell that
0: shit once you get it to market, man. That's, that can be the hardest part, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, you're, you've really dove down that avenue. So you're, you're there. (laughs)
0: It's like, uh, yeah, you have to like love it. You have you have you have to be kind of passionate about it. It's really challenging in the drywall space. I mean, you know, I think it depends. It, you know, Jake's had a lot of success with the Spy Sponge because it's so self-explanatory, much like the the light ring around the plane X. It just makes sense, you know. So,
1: well any, any any product that could help with efficiencies and just kind of make sure that the job gets done a little faster and yeah. you know, they have the best product, you know.
0: Yeah. Have you done any like Venetian plaster type stuff up there?
1: Yeah. Well, I like, I um I did about a year of Italian plaster. Um, oh, wow. A bunch. House. Yeah, it was a lot. It was I think it was a total of I think 30,000 square feet of Italian Ooh. plaster. So shut up so i did all i basically what the situation was is my painter he was uh one of his clients very wealthy client um okay. bought you know a 4000 square foot home in uh Simsbury Connecticut they okay. put a 4,000 square foot addition on it it was all like post and beam they ground down all the poly that was existing and basically, um, I didn't actually do the drywall on the job. Um, okay. There was another drywall company that came in. The whole entire house got demoed. They went in and re drywalled everything. They had tear away in between all the posts and be like every single room was posted like crazy amount. It was like insane. I think they okay. were grinding poly for like three months. Okay. So um, they came in and then we started. What does doing that mean?
0: This- what does that mean, grinding poly?
1: Like the polyurethane that's on the beams, like the the sealer. Oh, okay. They had to go in with like a smaller RQ festival like six-inch grinder or sander, and literally sand all the polyurethane off all the beams. Okay. House, Did, they like,
0: Did they restain? Did they restain?
1: They lime washed them and then cleared them.
0: Okay. So. Neat.
1: Yeah. So once the drywall is done, then we brought these bags of uh, um, Domain Italian plaster, Okay, so we went through I don't know four or five pallets. Yeah. Um, and basically the the finish it was aggregated aggregate, kind of like a stucco style, but like an aggregate uh, plaster. Sure. So once the dry, once the drywall was all sanded, it would all get quartz primed. And then what the technique was we'd go, what does in, that
0: mean? What does that mean quartz primed?
1: It, it's a specific primer that they recommend. It's a quartz primer. I'm not okay sure on the specifics of it but okay that's fine it's like harder than nails you know
0: okay the quartz the quartz makes that primer just super strong
1: yeah exactly okay so that any surface that got this italian plaster got quartz prime prior
0: why why would you quartz prime is that for bonding
1: i would assume so a sealer bonder like i said i kind of went through this process via my painter so i'm not entirely sure so your so, painter,
0: wait, your painter was like, uh, told the homeowner. Yeah, I know this guy. I don't know anybody that does plaster, but Jeff could do it.
1: Yeah, well, So yeah, he had, he had a two to three man crew and I do so much skims. I do so much popcorn ceiling removal, yeah. so much skim coating, skim coating walls. Like that's what I was doing, helping him. I, you know, he would call me and be like, Hey, I got a skim coat job. I got a skim uh, coat okay. Job. And then he calls me like, Hey, I got a year of skim coating. And I'm like, Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it was <laughs> how do you
0: bid something like that though you've never done it did you just go hourly
1: yeah i did square foot price
0: you did square so, foot price did you jack yeah. up the square footage price on that um, did you no, did you I, see what other people were charging
1: yeah well, I, well you go online and you kind of see like plaster pricing around this area because i mean you don't have too much plaster work around here but you go like austin okay. rhode island i hear there's much more up that way Well, okay. you kind of just check out some plaster pricing and so basically, I, ha- I have my own square footage price for skim-coating ceilings and skim-coating walls. So I kind of just based it what on that. What is it?
0: What's your square footage price for skim-coating walls and ceilings?
1: Uh, 3 to $4, depending on average. What, so, does, that in-
0: what does that entail? I'm going to back up a little bit.
1: Okay. All right. So say someone say someone calls me and he's got like, you know, 1,000 square feet of popcorn ceiling okay now depending on the situation because popcorn ceilings can be there's so many different variables you can scrape
0: them pretty much you can scrape them or you can go over the top of it right you can encapsulate Depending
1: on whether the drywall was primed whether they mixed paint in with the texture or whether they primed before and then texture directly over the primer so there's a kind of you know and then how do you know
0: how do you know though
1: do test areas Okay. So if you like go in, um, you know, I just did one before, like an hour ago. <laughs> okay. So the guy's like, basically like it was a small bathroom, but he's like, Hey, um, probably could sand it right off. So I started trying to sand it, which the Festool. So I got 80 grit. Try that out at first. If that doesn't work, go to 40 grit. Okay. Um, see how that comes off. If it's just taking the tips off and it's not been pr- sanded or painted before, most likely it, it, they mixed the uh, paint in with the texture So now, okay. So now it's kind of created a more harder surface or a better bond to the drywall. So, in a situation like that, I will just sand it. Whatever comes down, comes down, scrape the tips off. I'll skim it tight with Durabon 90 or 45 or whatever, and then go over it with regular mud. But
0: why don't you do the first preliminary coat with uh, regular mud? Why do you use a Durabon on the first coat?
1: It will fill in any, like, you know, a small ceiling, it takes, you know, 10 minutes just to skim it tight with derb on like real quick. I mean, I'm okay. talking like a six by eight ceiling. So you Nothing could big.
0: jump on, so you could jump on the second coat quicker, yeah.
1: but not necessarily. I don't do all that in every situation. The smaller jobs I do, right. that. but okay. usually on a larger job, say a thousand square feet. Once I kind of figure out what I'm doing. So say I would say yeah. traditionally stuff's been painted over here like a hundred times because most of that texture is from the seventies or eighties. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, it's full so of asbestos like, it's got asbestos in it.
1: Yeah. So it's been painted over, <laughs> so I like to leave that alone. So usually I'll just take eighty grit or forty grit, like I said, I'll sand whatever comes off, comes off. And then right. I go back and I go over one skim coat of plus three, so the blue top. Yeah. And then I sand that down, one more coat, and then a final sand, that's it. And then see all
0: those all those jobs you could be doing Fresco Harmony.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta I, see everyone hey, wants-
0: hey you want to know a secret that's what we do that's what we do here yeah. now
1: <laughs>
0: yeah popcorn well, jobs i'm like oh well that's a money maker because i'll even like my price because i'm at four bucks because you don't have to paint you just run your sealer so well, i'm charging it- i sometimes i'm coming in less than you and they're getting yeah. like beautiful like plaster looking ceilings
1: well, that's it because I have, to, if I'm at three, four bucks a square foot and that's based on, yeah. you know, say a minimum of, I don't even know, 500 square feet or something. So if it's, if I just one, have a
0: minimum, we do a minimum price of okay. you know, tw- $1,200. Like,
1: okay. All right. You know, so usually a lot of times they'll be like, all right, well, once it's done, then I have to bring in the painter. Right. And it's like, right. I can I can get my painter you know, which I would just add a, like, maybe like a 10% margin on yeah. or if like, I am just so busy or if it's a small job and it's just like, depending on the situation, i will be like, here's the painter's number, or do you have your yeah. own paint? But like in a situation where Fresco Harmony is the finished product, then you're avoiding that whole entire situation. That's a and selling point. Making, like, e- yes. Because you're making easier for the client. Cause it's like, when it's done, it's done. They don't have to put in any more legwork, you yep. know? But then again, I mean, with the fresco harmony now i mean what if they just want white like just a white ceiling could you do that
0: yeah we have lots of whites
1: yeah okay so that <laughs> so that's the thing i don't even like i haven't i haven't go down the fresco and you know entirely yeah
0: we well we have on the color chart we've got patterson snow but like there's like you know in the custom color side there's like five or six different whites but they're all comparable because it's white who cares i just had a guy call and he's like doing a ceiling and he wants like white white and he actually he actually asked me what if i had extra white by sherwin williams and i was like oh we've already matched that color like it's not only is it in stock
1: (laughs) really so you could so like so if like I use uh, I use Benjamin Moore Moresco for my ceiling paint, so you could technically match that color. We fire then- up
0: Mills yeah. Moresco. You pay seventy five dollars online, okay. and I call it Mills Moresco. I think we I got a
1: good. I like this.
0: <laughs> I put it under I put it under a custom color page, so you get a color named after you. You get a color pack. So for that seventy five dollars, you get three a color pack that mixes three and a half gallons of material, and then mm-hmm. you get. I'll even, because I have to make the color and test it with the swatch, I make an actual physical sample. You get all that. I send it really? all to you for 75 bucks. I, lo- I, lo- I love Done. this
1: idea. I love Done. this idea. Dude. I, I <laughs> but I wouldn't... Like I-
0: but I wouldn't even I wouldn't even waste the money and I would back charge the client for the $75 if they absolutely have to have a custom color, but I would have a couple of whites on hand already in samples and be like, I would even make a sample that is covering the popcorn, like put popcorn onto a sample and cover it with the fresco and be like, here's what we normally do. This is painted, here's Fresco Harmony, this is what Fresco Harmony looks like. Really? It's the same,
1: it's the same price. It, Choose. See, that just sounds so awesome because for like, I do, I work with, all right. So being a guy that does a lot of renovation work, you know, a lot of my own personal contractors, a lot of times they'll just go and paint the ceilings themselves because like the job I just did, it was a double bathroom, a downstairs powder room, roughly six by four tiny. Like, yeah. you know, the upstairs was, you know, eight by nine or something like that. But the thing is, it's like for him to bring in his painting contractor and just paint the ceilings or something like that. It's kind of more of an inconvenience than anything, especially on a tiny ceiling. If I could put on a product that is like done and. And
0: looks and looks badass. Like it's beautiful. You know, it's not like it's not like just flat paint. It's like, you know, it looks like these gorgeous ceilings.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. I mean. Yeah. We don't, there's not too many, you know, accent walls and stuff around here. I don't see too many. I feel like everything's a lot of just like, just, just paint. It's a lot of paint.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. But helpful. a lot, a lot of that too, Jeff, is because they haven't figured out a system that's easy and fast yet and affordable, yeah. you know, well, which, genius. which, which is why I'm curious about the Venetian plaster. I want to get back into that nightmare yeah, one year job that could have been. Six weeks with Fresco Harmony. You know what I mean?
1: So so the process basically was, now when we go back to like, I was getting a dollar a square foot, I wasn't, so the process of this Italian plaster was you would put it on with say a pool trowel. So a rounded trowel, say a 16 inch Marshalltown rounded trowel. And we'd mix up a bucket of this stuff and we put it on. But when the initial coat, you just skim it. And make sure everything's even, and then w- right directly after, you take a like a tile sponge, like, like a grouting tile sponge, and you would like r- you know like like waxing a car, so you would kind of fluff it out like that, even surface. Wet and then would- could,
0: like wet sanding st- or wet floating stucco.
1: Yes. So as the lime plaster as it, as it's drying, you're just kind of you're distressing it or just kind of floating it out evenly. So that's coat number one. So now coat number two, we went in with a a sprayer and we would spray water. So you'd wet the wall and then you go and you apply the plaster, but you would do it in just like random motions because you want to get all these different patterns. You don't want it to look, you know, you don't want it to look even or have lines, straight lines. You want it to be all just, you know, this and that, and then you'd go back and you sponge it again.
0: Was it smooth when you were done or did it have a little bit of texture?
1: No, I had, a, it was, yeah, it was definitely a texture. It was all aggregate. It was just like a sand, like a sand aggregate.
0: Was it bumpy?
1: Um, No, it wasn't bumpy. It was more, uh, it was like smooth, but it was just like a sandy finish. But Weird. it had all these different distress marks. Okay. Um, Cause we
0: have, there's, I sell, I'm actually just shipping off today. Like we have little quarts of fine silica sand. It's 60. It's called industrial 60 silica sand. And you yeah. can mix that with a batch and get like a sanded finish. It's very yeah. subtle. And, but I always like, I always go back to smooth cause people are like, well, can you do like one color underneath and then do like a skip trowel over the top and then seal it. And it's like, yeah, you can do that. But I, I think at the end of the day, people like smooth, you know, they don't want. Yeah. So this texture.
1: actually, we, we, we did actually compress this with trowels after. So okay, it would have some texture to it. So the process was I would go and I would skim out all the walls. I would put the product on the walls. Okay. And then there'd be another two guys behind me, which these two guys were, they were painters and they would be there with a sponge, sponging it out. And then another guy would be taking a trowel and compressing it in all different variations and burnish marks and burnishing essentially.
0: Was that Um, like the, was that the prima Donna plaster guy? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You did have a token, you had a token prima Donna plaster guy there with like a nice shirt and like, yeah,
1: well, no, it was, it was a, It wasn't necessarily a plaster guy, but definitely a pre Madonna guy. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, uh, So, so that job, that job
0: was like a 10,000 square foot house.
1: Yeah, it was 8,000 square foot house. But then on top of that, then halfway through, they're like, you know what? We're going to pull all the trim on the entire house. So they pulled all the trim. um, So there's no trim going in. So now I'm flat taping. I'm flat taping to the, the floor. And then we're going, we're doing plaster all the way down to the floor. And then all the windows had this little, like.
0: Wait, did that jack up the plaster that you had already done though? Because now you've got like a patch basically.
1: Yeah. So you can kind of blend it a little bit, but it definitely, we, this, the trim package basically got pulled within like a month (laughs) or a few weeks of doing it. I'm like, we were here for a year. So like we would. Yeah. That was
0: right at the beginning.
1: We'd be over here while the you know, the other, the other drywall companies finishing up this room. Like it was like, it was a crazy project. And yeah. then, then we started doing the hood for the, for the stove in the kitchen. And then we started plastering all the built-ins and then we started plastering all the stringers and risers and all the stairs. And then we got done. And then the humidification system crapped out one weekend and all the plaster that was quartz prime that was on Any hardwood surface, such as the stringers and risers, all failed.
0: I'll bet the homeowner was pissed.
1: I mean, it was just one of those things where, you know, over drywall, yes, it was fine. On a wood surface, you know, I mean, the wood, you know, if the humidification system goes down and then all of a sudden the wood shrinks up overnight over a weekend, and then you know what?
0: Mud, mud would not have failed. No, Over, over the wood.
1: Well, I no mean, way. I don't, <laughs> I've I mean, done it. Think, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, it's a thing. Why didn't like, you
0: guys drywall over the wood?
1: Oh, because it was all, it was all the, all the stairs. Like it was this, was everything. I mean, the, okay. all the stairs were plaster. I mean, all the stringers and everything. Crazy. So like you take a traditional stairs that are in any home and you, then all of a sudden you're, instead of painting the risers and stringers, <laughs> You were going over with plaster and creating like false okay. edges and rounded edges. And like, cool. it was, yeah, it was intense. And then we got uh, you into- could,
0: you would crush it with fresco dude.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we did that. And then from there we did some other black, uh, plaster in cool. one room. It was called Nero. okay um, and then the last phase of it, which was beginning of last year, that was this wet on wet plaster, which was the master, sh- uh, the guest suite shower bathroom everything and we plastered the floor the thresholds the wall every single thing and this was like a different technique this was more of a leathery like black charcoal finish it was really cool you know yeah and it had, like um the interior designer came in and they had all like copper you know fixtures and this and that so that, that would pop but i mean everything got lime sealed, lime sealed i believe um like i said I didn't I was just, I was applying a lot of it. The bathroom did entirely, but it was a kind of a once-in-the-lifetime experience. On Were the you project.
0: the leader? Were you like the front man on the job?
1: No, no, no. I was I was the guy putting the stuff on the walls, skimming it out. But you know, we had everybody on it at first, and then as it transitioned, sort of you know, the later phases of the projects started me and one guy, um, this guy Brian. Um, we would go and we we tackle aspects of the plaster like there was a in the built-ins in the living room there was a fu- there was a stairwell and that had like a fake um arched uh door that was also like a built-in so it was a built-in door a hidden door essentially and okay. we would go and plaster that like a hidden door you know stuff like that cool and it's cool i took pictures of everything every like yeah. do a lot of, actually the job just so i can kind of remember it but yeah. You know, did you
0: have, at... did you have an inkling after that job was like, Oh, I'm going to go sell this stuff. Or was it like, okay, that's enough plaster for now. So, I'm going to go yeah. back to doing drywall.
1: That's why I really wanted to get the, into the fresco harmony and like even remodeling my own home, you know, I thought about like this basement where I'm in right now, my yeah. plan was to do this. I was going to do like a ship lap, you know, exposed like natural wood bottom with just like a little chair rail And then I was going to do Italian plaster on the top half. But the problem is this stuff's a hundred dollars a bag and it's, you're spending, it's, you're paying about a dollar a square foot for like the product. So, and you're doing two coats, so you need to do $2 a square foot for just material and it gets shipped from Italy to Texas up here. So, but, and not even just that, that the wet on wet, the, like the bathroom plaster I did, that was like leathery finish. That stuff was a thousand dollars a bucket. Wooee. So we would and we had to mix that stuff ourselves. So what we would get we'd get is Did they sprinkle gold in there, dude? There, I diamond dust. I don't even know. I have no idea. But like, we, would dust. Get, we would we would get a bucket that looked about I want to say three and a half gallons, and that and then we'd get a bag of dye, which was I want to say. You know, like a gallon, like a half gallon bag of dye so we would take this eight was it a thousand dollar bucket of powder and we'd go in and we'd disperse it and gradually mix it up and the instructions where you're supposed to mix it up and then you're supposed to let it sit for like an hour so we'd be mixing this stuff and like they call it, that
0: me- uh, inducting that's an induction. Okay.
1: All right, so letting it kind of set up and everything. Like
0: they, yeah, it's and the, the reason I know is from uh, doing floors with like two part epoxies and polyurethanes. You mix okay. them, you mix the hardener with the poly, and then you let it sit for like twenty minutes and chemically bond or whatever they call yeah. it indu- induction.
1: Okay, all right, that's cool. Yeah, because I mean, like you know, we were learning about this product while yeah. we were doing it. You know, and I, you know, kind of when these things like. You know, we're doing this, this bathroom that could have potentially cost $30,000 in just wall and floor aesthetics. The wall yeah. finishing, my guess is right around. Yeah,
0: yeah, but Jeff, that's okay. You know, we're used to walls not costing anything. I somebody, somebody wouldn't bat an eye to paying $30,000 for a fireplace return that was masoned or something or, you know, a, a beautiful marble countertop, you know. So it's a different, it's a different perception. Like, you know, considering that, you know, they could imagine how much farther your, your money would go with a product like Fresco Harmony, where you're only paying 25 cents a square foot for your material costs. It's like, yeah. And it's just mud and color packs. Hey Nick, I need another 10 color packs. Like that's easy.
1: I know I got my color packs like right away and, I put them in the basement so they're in a climate-controlled space just because I'm yeah. like, I can't wait to dive into those. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm just so busy right now. I just yeah. got to find a window of time, which yeah. will most likely be when I got, or start another project my, on my own home, which I can't finish, yeah. which will be gutting the, the powder room again. And we're nice. starting from scratch because I w- that was one of the first projects I did when I moved into my house. I'm like, I'm not really content with it. So my wife's like, yeah. can you paint the wall? And I'm like... Yes, I can paint the walls after I gut the entire thing and redo everything. <laughs> <laughs> but now yeah. I'm not painting the walls. Now I'm using Fresco Harmony for the walls. So that's my plan anyways.
0: So Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, well,
1: I, I got to create a product, you know, on my own to be able to, like, show my contractors and be like, hey, can we do this? Can you show this to, like, one of your clients? Because, I, you know, I probably work yeah. with, like, you know, 15 to 20 different contractors.
0: Well, what you would do first is get, you know, get some Masonite and make a a couple samples. Masonite's nice because it's lightweight, but make a couple samples and that's what you show off. And that's what you could show your, your, uh, because now it's not, you're not waiting to do it on your house. You're just selling it. It's like here, you know,
1: I I wanted, I, I would do the samples, but I'd also like to do one whole wall so I can show like, I was doing definitely, um, yeah. I was doing. I started wall, uh ceilings and stuff for these interior designers, and then they're like, "Hey, can you like do a little bit of framing, like here? Can you do a little trim here? Can you do a fireplace around?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I'm now I'm a carpenter, and then I'm like, "Yeah." Then all now I'm doing herringbone accent walls with reclaimed wood from Wayfair on a house <laughs> on the lake. And I'm like, I'm a drywall contractor. Yeah. How am I, how am I here doing uh, They
0: love you, man. They love you. They're still getting you for like 25, 30 bucks an hour.
1: Oh yeah. No, not quite, not quite. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, here I am a drywall contractor and now I'm trimming and doing this. And like, I even own a small fence business, which is odd, but I do because I okay. just know how to do it. So, but those interior designers, those are like kind of my number one thought process of like, Pushing this product because you know, yeah, because on-
0: you could start a whole business around around just doing the fresco harmony, and then all of a sudden you're not getting calls for drywall anymore. You're getting calls for specialty walls, you know. Yeah. And when you get a job like that Venetian plaster job, and it's all in fresco harmony, that's just a money maker, you know. I just see dollar signs, like
1: yeah, you know. Well, I also you know I like to see that you know I want to see cool product in people's houses as well because I just feel like. You know, we're, we're smooth walls, we're smooth ceilings. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, you know, everyone like loves a good paint job, but at the same time, paint sure. is just paint. You know, like in my own yeah. house, I had, a, I had a big room, so I'm like, what do I do with this wall? I'm like, I'm so sick of paint. Like, I don't want to do a paint accent right. So I took some like I took some ton and groove pine, and I gray washed the whole thing. So I awesome. A, so I did like a dark uh, walnut stain, wiped it right off, and then I did a two to one white to gray paint uh you know with a little bit of water and i gray wash it over and okay. kind of has fun, cool bluish hues but i like doing stuff like that stuff that's not traditional and the homes are yeah out there anyway
0: yeah um let's go back a little bit to to your technique with the semi-automatic tools i think that's kind oh. of interesting um yeah. you know i see these dudes like uh you know, so you you'll use the con- compound tube and you'll put mud onto the flat, and then you'll like just hand string tape and then wipe yep. it in.
1: That's yep, how you I do it. tape, yeah.
0: You don't want to use a bazooka.
1: Ah, uh, I mean, yeah. All right, so let me give you a like. I don't think it's worth it in certain <laughs> avenues. I Honestly, was looking at my okay. whole like, setup, but. Well, what a, wait. Was-
0: what about a banjo too? And I'm throwing I'm throwing a couple of options at you right now, but. All right. There's the banjo. What about the banjo?
1: <laughs> it's too cold. It's going to freeze. I'm not cleaning it. Doesn't happen. <laughs> with my compound tube, I got a bucket of water in a and in my van, you know, and if we've had a very mild winter, so I've been very fortunate. Okay. But All right. I keep a compound tube and a bucket of water with the heads in it with the paddle mixer in it. So, what I do is in that compound tube, I, when I'm done using it, I I suck the water up. Push it back out five six times, clean around the edge, and now it's clean. Now you know, and I'll pull it out. The banjo, in my perspective, you, the thing's packed with mud. You got to clean that thing like thoroughly. Oh yeah, you got to clean it thoroughly because if you don't, and I I like I, I'm two three four five jobs a day, so for me to keep clean tools like this, I don't have time for that. Okay. So, for example, uh, yesterday morning, drove an hour. Down to a job. Um, wasn't a big job. It was a 16 by 8 um room, uh dental office, actually. Overlay the ceiling. So I brought the sheetrock down there. My guys, my sheetrock crew met me there. I brought in the sheets, they hung the sheets. You know, it wasn't a big job. Like I said, eight by sixteen. There was, yeah. you know, six six sheets plus a bunch of patchwork. They were in and out of there in an hour. I go in, I vacuum, I clean everything up, I mix my Durban 90. I go in there with my compound tube and my corner applicator. I suck up the Durabon 90 with the compound tube. I squirt it on everywhere. Yeah. And then I put it, I put the I hand lay, the paper tape, wipe it all down. And then I one side the corners with Durabon. Then I go back and like that, that part of, it, I use the compound tube with Durabon, but I was in and out of there. I was out of there by noon, you know, three coated yeah. the jobs. I will go back Friday morning and sand it, you know, but it's yeah, just, so a
0: little, to... a little small for a bazooka per se, yeah. you know.
1: But then I'm doing a 60-sheet job. I just, been, you know, I'm, um, you know, a 30-sheet basement, and then I got another, it's an addition upstairs. So, like, that is a traditional way of me using my compound applicating tube. Where so you use, the run...
0: shit out, you use the shit out of that compound tube?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been using, yeah. I'm on my fifth one, I believe.
0: Okay. Why do you like so... the Columbia? What's that? Why do you do you use a Columbia tube?
1: Yeah, I use a Columbia just based what? on. I,
0: Why do you like it?
1: Uh, I don't know. I was like I said, the started with the Better Than Ever, went through two of those, and then I don't know. I just kind of like. I, <laughs>
0: I got to get a picture of that. Yeah, <laughs> Better so, Than Ever. <laughs>
1: yeah. So then I just I was using I was using Columbia. What was I using? So I had a guy. He had a Columbia outside corner applicator head. And I bought it off of him because he wasn't okay. using it. So then I started using that as opposed to running no coat uh corner bead through the hopper that like I when I first started using the no coat corner bead, I run it through a USG hopper.
0: You like the corner bead uh, outside applicator better than the hopper system?
1: Yes. Because once again, if you don't clean the hopper, it freezes and then you're <laughs> then what do you do? <laughs>
0: I, I feel so, bad for you guys. You get so cold up there.
1: Well, you know what? It was sixty <laughs> degrees out. We're middle of February today. So I know,
0: honestly, you know, and you know what? It. We woke up two hour delay. There was four inches of snow in Albuquerque this morning. Really? No shit. So, <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: dude, cold. I mean, it's cold. It's cold here now. It was negative twelve here. Not this past Friday, but the Friday before.
0: Okay. We've
1: been in the forties and fifties every single day this winter. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> uh yeah but you get you know you can't trust the weather up there man oh, you no, leave, we'll leave it leave that hopper leave that hopper full of mud or whatever in your car and come back out and it's yeah. done
1: so anyway yeah so back to the back to the hopper so the hopper froze up on me and then the little uh rubber like triangle area where that kind of spreads the mud out as you drag it through this hopper yeah that got all crumbly and then i was just like enough's enough I started using the outside corner applicator and then it's like, okay. then my compound tube stopped working. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll get a Columbia one. Cause I already have a Columbia outside.
0: Oh, applicator. Okay.
1: And then, then I, my lost my better than ever flathead. So I went and bought, you know, the Columbia one, but okay. I also have a better than ever. They're red diamond. They're actually red, but they're identical to the Columbia I mean, they look identical. I don't know if they're exactly identical. Sure. Um, So I just started getting Columbia stuff and, you know, that's just, that's just how it happened. You know, I talked to union guys that say, if you're going auto go tape tech, you know, but like, I'm open to anything. I'm not very like one or the other. Like this is me, you know, like, for example, we go back to the festival sander. I think it's a great product, but I've never tried the, the Mirka Leros, which I heard is great. You know,
0: dewald um, i think makes one you know there's yeah they, like battery I, I, there's battery operated ones and stuff yeah
1: so i'm like i'll try anything i'm not i'm not you know whatever works works man i'm not you know
0: you're a whore you're just a yeah, yes
1: you're yeah.
0: just a tool whore I,
1: honestly, <laughs> yeah, hey wait yeah. hear
0: that out there hear that so shout out to uh can-am tape tech uh oh, yeah. any of you tool guys out there you want to, you want to vet one of your tools. And, uh, we've got an applicator here. We've got a semi tool, semi-automatic tool applicator willing to try your product. He won't even charge you just send him the tools, send him the tools you'd like to, for him to try and he'll give you a full uh, report.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll tell you if I love it right away, but that's, you know, that's my nervousness about the auto tools because like, you know, there was a guy that was subbing out for one of my contractors I do work for, another drywall guy who was just, yeah. And he was selling his whole entire tape tech set. And I'm like, what's going on? And it just didn't work, didn't work out for him, you know? Oh, so, okay. That's my nervousness. Like, I, yeah. do I want to go spend four to five grand? And, you know, like my plan was if yeah. I go full, if I get, like, I'm mostly renovation, but if the new construction stuff starts happening more. Like for me, like I don't reach for it. I don't like look for it. If it finds me, it finds me. Right. Um, I start pumping out houses. Then I'll go full auto and I'll bring right. in, like my buddy and be like, "Hey, uh, my buddy Tyler, I'm like, hey Tyler, you wanna um, you wanna learn how to start? You wanna start taping? We'll yeah. let's figure these out, full auto tools out for ourselves. Like I already know how to tape, so I'll figure it out quickly. Yeah. But I want to, but it's just one of those things. How do I take time away from my day to day when I'm full out every day? renovations to go and learn this new tool that really isn't going to benefit me on most of my jobs. I I
0: ain't broke. Don't fix it, man. If you're making money doing what you're doing and you're getting, you're getting calls, who cares? I think it's probably more beneficial anyways. uh, Monetarily. I know working for homeowners is way better than working for GCs.
1: Uh, Not necessarily. I'm kind of like, I don't, my, my, my numbers don't change too much. When I go to homeowners, I'm kind of same everywhere. No, I'm
0: not talking about charging more. I'm just talking about getting the check.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, not just like my contractors. I got one guy. He still owes me some money from last year. (laughs) Like
0: Whatever. That's what I'm talking about, man.
1: Contractors are amazing, dude. I'm telling you, like, literally, like I sent out a bill for like 1900 bucks on last Friday. I got it Tuesday. Like. My, uh, all my contractors pay me for the most part right away. So okay. I've been fortunate with that. My father. You know
0: why? Cause you're good dude. And they want to take care of you, man.
1: Oh, well, I, I hope so. hope that's the reason, you know, but yeah. like we looking at my father-in-law, he does developments for guys that just sit behind a desk all day and are not working, but they're running giant developments, building million dollar homes. So like he ran into a situation where one builder owed him three houses and all of a sudden bankrupt. Now what? He owed my father like $45,000 and now, and he owed this the site or the landscape guy like 80,000. So Ooh. now what happened? Now he's out the money. The guy's bankrupt, has no money. Luckily the uncle comes in. They start another development They hire him. They go, Hey, we feel bad. We'll give you five grand extra a house until we're all caught up. He uh, got his money, but I wow. am like, S-. but like, how do you like you owe, you know, you say each house is 15 K back then and your material costs and your subs costs are, you know, 10, 12, 13, and then you're just two, three grand profit. And now you got to eat rough, you know, you got to eat all that money for not even just eat it, but you're, you know, yeah, $4,000. Like, that's not an easy thing to just like, Oh, I don't need to collect that money for a few Absorb.
0: years. Absorb. No, I couldn't, you know, no, no. Well,
1: That's where, like, you know, I don't know. I'm. That's where I look at him, and I'm like, wow, I'm fortunate with my contractors. They're like, they're all. Yeah, good for you. Good for you.
0: You know, I and I get different feedback from different shows. You know, so it's it's interesting. You know, talking with different contractors from and now a lot of Canadians. You know, it's like, yeah, it's different up there too.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely different up there. Like my uh, my wife's uncle. Uh, you know, both of them, they're all, they're all drywall guys, you know, that's okay. like my whole family. That's how I got into it. You know, yeah. um, one of them's a hanger, but now is doing, you know, as they're transitioning into the early sixties, a lot of these, uh, Frenchmen are transitioning from hanging to trying to do a lot more steel stud framing, you oh, know, okay. cause it's a little, you're on the body, you know?
0: And did you um, say you were going to try and come down to Albuquerque and do some and work and work with me down I here? Think-
1: Honestly, I'm open to like a lot of different avenues. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I like traveling. You know, like I like going to sure. see places. Like, I'm. We we're taking our four-year-old down uh, to Key West for his birthday in a couple nice. months. We're driving. Nice. My wife doesn't fly, so like, I'm still used to driving, and I got a camper now. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I could go work in a like go in the winter. I'm like, I'll go work in New Mexico for two weeks in the it's one winter here for a job or this or that. My wife sure. homeschools the kids, so we're not really cool. tied down too much.
0: What kind of camper do you have?
1: Uh, just a travel trailer, just like a thirty-two Beautiful. foot travel trailer.
0: Perfect. Those things are yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. My 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 buddy that helps me sand, he got me into it. So yeah. So now we're. Why, don't, why
0: doesn't your wife fly?
1: Uh, just kind of an anxious thing. She's just yeah, she's not in control. She can't be in control of the yeah. flying. She's not in control of the plane. She's not the pilot. Yeah. So yeah if, if it's like, your if
0: it's your pilot's time to go then you're gonna die
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and not even, and she's she i don't know she like she's worried that she's gonna panic so she's like she's think. so we'll work on that but i don't mind driving you know we'll yeah make, make fun out of it We've, we did it so much when we were younger but like we go we drive canada all the time which is a four-hour cool. drive we're cool. always going places, so so i
0: wouldn't i would,
1: I would inter- definitely entertain you know traveling somewhere for like a week or two for a job or something or whatever it may be, you know? Right.
0: Right. This was cool, right? Just shooting shooting the shit for an hour. Talking, talking about some of the ins and outs of the trades.
1: Yeah. I I feel like I could do this like forever, (laughs) to be honest, like pretty fun. I have so much much information and like I work by myself and then I come home and I start talking work to my wife and she just looks at me like, yeah, please. Stop. no offense no
0: offense honey but yeah thanks thanks but no thanks
1: it's like i need hire a higher let's talk
0: partner. about let's talk um, about date
1: uh, date night yeah Dale. Oh, yeah we don't know yeah, we barely get, we got that last night that was drive, yeah that's cool drive. that's yeah like yesterday i was like get up at 4 45 drop 15 sheets off at a job meet my guys they hang it i three coat the job go and check on the other job make sure it's cleaned up drive home shower drop the kids off drive to boston party Two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> come home, work for three. Come home, shower. Now we're podcasting. And I'm like, awesome. tomorrow's another day.
0: <laughs> Just get it, man. Uh, G- Jeff Mills, Mills Drywall out of Ellington, Connecticut. Um, if you could put a, uh, a saying on a billboard or a pearl of wisdom, I like to say, what would it be to instill inspiration uh, oh, wow. upon your, your drywall, uh, community, what would it be? What would you tell them?
1: I would say better communication, answer your phone, text the people back. I feel like there's such a lack of communication nowadays Good one. I think open communication, like everyone's got their phone on all the time. You text a contractor and they take 24 hours to text you back. Yeah, That's like- bullshit, man. Like, like someone texts me quotes, <laughs> numbers, anything, dude. I like literally like I give numbers out. I'll, I'll, someone texts me for a number. I will literally stop what I'm doing and figure out that quote and I'll get back to them within an hour. And honestly, maybe that's a lot of the reason why I'm so busy. Cause I am, I over communicate to the point where I feel like I annoy people, but there's a lack of communication out there amongst subs, contractors, trade to trade, trade before trade after. Yep. You got to look out for everybody and you get everyone's, you know, we're all just trying to make these houses nicer, you know, rebuild yeah. stuff, you know.
0: That's a great so. one. That's the first one we've had about communication. I'm the same way. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're carrying our phones around constantly unless I'm busy doing something. I'll wait, yeah. but like, yeah. I'll get back with the guy, you know, this guy, this guy texted me from wherever about this color. And I was like, you know, I was busy, you know, doing stuff with my guy and I was like, and I was like, text me the color you want. You know, yep. you have to communicate what you want. Text me the color because yep. I don't have time. I don't have a pin. I don't have time to write it down. Text it to me. And then, you know, and then I got his text. And then when I got into my truck, I was like, oh, I got to text him back. Hey, you know, I will. I will get back with you as soon as I get back to my office and let you know. And then you have to be on top of it when you get back to your office. It's like, oh, I double checked the color extra white dude we already made that color hell yeah dude that we got it in stock you know and he was like great i'll order tonight that's a sale that is a direct equation to like that equated to money you know just by just by communicating
1: communication as far as just being like i will be there at this time tomorrow and being there within a five minute ten minute window of that time frame no one shows up on time i go to you know how many jobs i go to and people are like Wait, you're actually, when you said you were going to be here, oh, three days in a row, you're here. When you like, I schedule myself out two to three weeks, hour by hour. I know exactly how many hours each job is going to take me at that aspect per coat or whatever, you know, as far as communication, another thing with communication, communication with contractors. I have so many contractors, great contractors. They're all guessing my numbers at this point, but to be honest, you know, they don't know every aspect of the drywall. So just, ask me just be like hey jeff you mind swinging by this job give me a number before i put the bid in so that way we're not the, we're at the, not in the you know 12th hour and i send you the bill and you're like oh man why is it so much i'm like dude it was like 80 sun sheets and it's like oh i thought it was only 50 and plus all the passion right. like, no it's not like just ask me i don't care you're not you're a contractor you're not a drywall contractor you don't know every yeah. aspect of this business so just yeah. ask. i never would bid a job Without asking someone like a big job, asking someone, give me your numbers before at least.
0: Right, right, yeah. To all the, to all you damn contractors that are listening to the drywall podcast, if you're listening, (laughs) there don't don't worry, there aren't any, there aren't any. This is just, you know what? This is just for us, buddy. This is just for for the dry, this is just just for the drywallers.
1: Contractors, (laughs) a lot of the contractors, drywall is just drywall. It's just like I just get the walls done. Doesn't matter. They don't care about us. No, not really. <laughs> they, everybody likes their their kitchens and their tile and their this and their that. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Light bow fixtures. down, bow down to the cabinet guy.
1: Bow down to the electrician, the light fixtures.
0: <laughs> electrician, he's wandering around like a you know clean, no broom, yeah. you know dropping clean. stuff he's all over mess. <laughs> yeah, leaving wrappers and stuff all over. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Jeff Mills, thank you so much for being on the Drywall Podcast today. Hopefully by the time this drops, I think you will be our first uh, ex, uh, person to get a swag bag from CSR for being uh-huh. a guest on the Drywall Podcast. So that's kind of uh-huh. cool. And I I talked to Jake. He said he is willing to put a spy sponge in with that uh, swag bag that's going to come from CSR. So I want to put a couple of cool things like three-way. There's a new three-way okay. paper corner I just looked at that
1: one yesterday when I was doing that little
0: uh... so those guys that interview just dropped you can listen to me talk to Royce and Steve about the three-way how they came up with that cool interview um and some other cool stuff some some stuff from CSR maybe a shirt or something so uh yeah be on the lookout for that I still got to talk to Brad and like iron that out and make sure it's it's all like 100% but uh you should be our first recipient of that
1: awesome that's great
0: Cool man. Uh, just as a, an appreciation for your time, and also a shout out to CSR. But uh, thanks, man. We'll, uh...
1: yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. I enjoyed that. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too, bud. We'll uh, we'll talk soon, and uh, I'm anxious too to see your your path with Fresco Harmony. Uh, yeah, I know. You're gonna have to jump off the 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 cliff at some point.
1: I will. I and I definitely <laughs> think it's gonna be a great product for this area because there's not too much of that in, around here. So yeah, it'll be a good point
0: all right bud uh have a good uh evening and we'll talk soon all
1: right man take it easy all right man bye bye
0: special thanks to jeff mills for being with us on the drywall podcast today i appreciate your time and i know our listeners do as well shout out to can am tools for sponsoring the drywall podcast for the months of march and april can-Am Tools, industry-leading tools that help professionals around the world save time and money. Now, through the months of March and April, you have the opportunity to get your hands on these awesome tools at a discounted price. If you go to CanAmTools.com and enter promo code TDP15, also be on the lookout for For my interview with Wolfgang, coming soon. It's going to be awesome. You can listen to the Drywall Podcast every Friday with a new episode on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you today by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. You can find Fresco Harmony at CSR building online. Guests of the Drywall podcast will also receive a swag bucket which is pretty cool. Um, thank you so much for joining the Drywall podcast today. I sincerely appreciate it and I hope that you have a fantastic weekend and remember keep drywalling.